0: Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At go shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40 plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on dobbs.com now. Welcome back into
1: Character and Smallman. Here on 101 ESPN, Dan McLaughlin, the voice of the Cardinals, and for Randy Carragher this entire week. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and talk a little baseball with senior baseball writer from the Sporting News, Ryan Fagan. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Ryan Fagan. That's F-A-G-A-N. Ryan, thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. How are you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you?
1: We are doing well here in St. Louis, and we want to start there with the Cardinals. You know, we follow the Cardinals, obviously, cl- very closely on a day-to-day basis, but how are the Cardinals viewed nationally?
2: I think people are still kind of getting a feel for what they are, because the national feel of the Cardinals is, oh, that's the team that missed all those games, right? <laughs> so I think there's there's less of a of a feel for who they are as a team, what kind of Challenger they are for the playoffs, potentially for you know making it a couple rounds in October, and they're still trying to figure that out. And it's also a team that didn't do much, didn't do anything at the trade deadline, which you know actually makes sense. But if you're talking on a national scale, that's what people pay attention to. You know, are they in first place? Are they in last place? Did they do anything at the trade deadline? And the Cardinals kind of aren't any of those things right now. So I think uh, for a large portion of the country they're they're kind of flying under the radar at the moment
0: i still feel ryan this is dan mclaughlin great to hear your voice um Again. i i still think the nl central is up for grabs do you do you feel that way
2: i do you know i, mean, I think when you watch the games that the cardinals have played against the cubs um it, it doesn't feel like the cubs are a team that are you know four or five games better than the cardinals as is, is the case in the standings right now so and it could be interesting it could very well be a scenario where the cardinals play the cubs in the postseason. And I doubt the Cubs would like that idea. Um, it's because if you get, a you know, the three seed or the two seed, whatever they wind up, um, you don't want to play a team like the Cardinals. Um, because if you're looking at this St. Louis team and you're looking at a, a best of three first series and the Cardinals are throwing, you know, Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright and Dakota Hudson, you know, with a couple other arms in there, that's not a team you want to face. So, you know, I think because there's a lot, there's still a lot of ground to make up. I'm not sure. That the Cardinals are going to be, let's say, they can catch them. They have the team to catch them. There's just maybe not enough time to catch them, if that makes sense.
1: Sure. Ryan, speaking of the NL Central heading into the season, the Reds were the prohibitive favorite from a lot of people. They were yeah. their pick to win the division, and they're in a precarious situation. If they don't make the playoffs, where do the Reds go from here in the offseason?
2: Um, it, it'll be you know, I was thinking about this. I think if you're ranking the most disappointing teams in baseball this year, uh, I think that the reds are the top of that list for the national league. I think when you look overall in baseball, the angels are obviously very disappointing. Everybody wants to see Mike Trout get into the postseason. You figure with more than half of the, the league getting into the playoffs, this year to not get there is, is pretty disappointing. Um, The Red Sox obviously have been kind of a disaster. The Yankees are falling off, off all over the place, but the Reds are a team that, I mean, and there was legitimate reason to believe they could win that division. I think you look at the lineup that they have, you look at the starting pitching that they have, and a lot of those guys have stayed healthy. They just haven't performed. They haven't won. You know, they've had key breakdowns here and there and, you know, I even thought that the card, uh, that the Reds might have entertained trading Trevor Bauer at the trade deadline because he's a free agent after the year. You know, a lot of these guys they have are still under club control. I think they'll still be in that conversation next year. Um, but it's it's been yeah a very very disappointing for team for season for that team and especially those fans.
0: How, how would you evaluate the quality of baseball? this year and i I know you probably could go on for an hour in answering this question but (laughs) how would you evaluate the quality of baseball as you as you take a look at the national perspective of not just the central the cardinals the cubs whatever but just the quality of baseball that you've seen
2: well i think the first thing that pops my mind when you ask that question is the injuries that we've seen the pitchers you know and that's maybe not necessarily the quality of the game on the field but it's it speaks to the lack of preparation and the kind of stop start feel that we've had to the season. And that kind of leads into, we've seen some sloppy play. We've seen some, maybe a little bit more than we have in past seasons when you have, you know, the full spring training leading up to it. And especially at this point of the season, usually at this point of the season, teams are, you know, operating firing on all cylinders and we're seeing, we're still seeing games all over the place being won and lost um, because of of mental errors and because of things that shouldn't be happening at this point in the season. You know, I touched on the Yankees earlier, and the Yankees have had some issues with injuries, right? But they've also had just players not performing, and they've lost games in very, very sloppy fashion that a team that is still, uh, well, was considered one of the favorites to win the World Series, and actually Vegas still considers them one of the top three favorites, which blows my mind, but that's another subject. So, you know, we're still seeing some sort of, you know, Less than stellar play out there, and I think that has a lot to do with the with the way that this season has been broken up so much.
1: Senior baseball writer from the Sporting News, Ryan Fagan, is with us here on One Hundred and One ESPN. Okay, Ryan, we talked about some disappointing teams, but which team is kind of close to the playoff bubble right now that you think is most likely to get in?
2: Well, I mean, I think you know when you look at the Cardinals and you look at where they are, um, they're not locked in by any stretch you know, just a couple of games ahead of the Brewers and Milwaukee could could make a nice little run there. They have the team to do that. And, you know, so many games between the Brewers and the Cardinals coming up. But, you know, I do think the Cardinals are in position to, you know, especially with that rotation that they have, if they can get through this stretch of doubleheaders, right? And there's no team in baseball more thankful for the seven inning game as opposed to the nine inning game for the double headers <laughs> than the Cardinals because of what they have to go through. So, you know, maybe that benefits them a little bit as long as they don't have starters going two innings uh, when, when it's not planned, you know, but I think they have the team that even though they're, like I said, they're not locked in. They're not like the Cubs. They're not sitting up there. They're not like the Braves. They're not sitting up there at the top of the division. They're a team that, um, even though they're right around 500, I still think they're in very, very good position to, um, to walk into October. And then when you get there, you know, short season, short series, it's a best of three in the first round. It's a best of five in the second round. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing when you have this starting pitching at the top of the rotation like the Cardinals do. You know, you can you can make some noise there.
0: One of the things that's just amazed me, and I don't know what the national perspective is of, of this, but in watching it firsthand, has is, is just been Wainwright uh, at the age of thirty nine. Yeah. What he's been able to do for the Cardinals. What, what's your take on watching Wainwright?
2: It's phenomenal. You know, I mean, he's a guy that that wants so badly to be what he was um, when he was contending for Cy Youngs, and he's been that. And I think that's incredible. You know, we've seen the times over the last couple of years that he just, he just hasn't been able to make the pitches he did in previous seasons in the Cy Young caliber seasons. Um, and he's dealt with injuries. He's dealt with a loss of velocity and he, you don't always make that transition. There are a lot of pitchers that when they lose a couple of miles an hour off their fastball, they just suddenly cannot get guys out. And Wainwright went through a little bit of a rough stretch, but the way that he has pitched this year, you know, and there have been several games, and Dan, you know this, that there are times in the second or third inning where he could get blown out and he could be done. And then all of a sudden you turn around and he's pitching into the seventh inning. You know, and it really is one of the great stories. And, you know, as someone who is a couple of years older than Adam Wainwright, but not (laughs) way older than Adam Wainwright, I love seeing it. I think it's great. You know, so I, I mean I think it really is uh one of the feel good stories of the year, but you know, he will be the first person to tell you that his story of twenty twenty is not done yet, and he's looking forward to what is gonna happen in October.
0: My my final question would be this. Do do you think the writers should be awarding MVPs and Cy Young's and, and all the that kind of stuff that goes along with a shortened season like this?
2: You know, I have gone back and forth on this personally. It it feels weird. You know, it it does. It feels weird to give an award for 60 games. I mean, normally 60 games, we talk about that in terms of, you know, full season voting. That's a small sample size. You know, 60 games might have a little bit of an influence on how you vote, but it doesn't paint the whole picture. So it, it feels weird. It would also feel weird not to do that. You know, and if guys have a great 60 game stretch, um, then you I'm okay with giving them award. I would feel, it would feel more weird to have a 400 hitter right and say this guy hit 400 he's the first guy since ted williams to hit 400 because it's a 60 game season but if we say this guy hit 4, you know 380 and we gave him the mvp you know that's okay but it it is a weird situation i'm sure they you know baseball loves promoting everything it can and they will you know make a big deal of the awards and everything but it's, it's it does feel a little bit odd
1: Senior baseball writer for the Sporting News, Ryan Fagan. Great stuff, Ryan. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today.
2: Enjoyed it. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Ryan. And the Cardinals split a doubleheader with the Twins yesterday. They have a rare off day today. We're going to talk about that and much more with Danny Mack here on Carricker and Smallman. Keep it here on 101 ESPN.